and welcome to the latest episode of the Spread X Six, brought to you by Who Scored. I am your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined remotely today because of train strikes by Jack Wright. We're not in the studio, Jack, but this is the last round of Premier League games ahead of the World Cup that we are covering. Um, is that affecting your your mindset at all going into these last games? Are you yourself? trying not to get injured before the World Cup? I know, yes. I have took it easy this time around, yeah. <laughs> I'm making sure that I'll still be uh, okay for that the massive World Cup ahead, yeah. Yeah, really important. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that does affect these games, but it doesn't affect what we do on the show at all. Uh, going through total goals, total corners, total booking points, player goal minutes, multi-markets and match performances uh, looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures, uh, as is always the case. Uh, we'll start with the total goals bet. Uh, any new customers for, to SpreadX, if you haven't got an account, you are watching this, you want to sign up, follow the link below this video. Uh, and there, uh, if you sign up using that link, you can get a completely free £10 total goals spread bet. So do make sure you go and check that out. But Jack, first up, total goals. Uh, it is the game between Brighton and Aston Villa. Uh, we said it, Brighton under Deserby, even though they struggled for goals early on, the floodgates are starting to open and you are buying at 2.8. Exactly right. Yeah, and a really interesting game here. Looking forward to this one a lot. Um, Unai Emery, of course, is uh, now the Aston Villa manager. This will be his second game in charge. And his first one couldn't get off to a better start, could it? Quite literally. Um, first of all, of course, it was a 3-1 home win against Manchester United. But they raced into a two-goal lead inside 11 minutes. So, mm. I said, the, the absolute perfect start for him there. And he's up against Roberto De Zerbi, a veteran of seven games in charge of Brighton, <laughs> uh, a comparable veteran. So, um, and, and, well, his first game was bonkers as well. He got off to a flyer, took two goals inside 20 minutes at Anfield against Liverpool, ended in a 3-3 draw. As you rightly say, it then had a little bit of a wobble um, after that point of time where, um, yeah, three defeats in a draw in the next four games. Um, only saw one goal as well in that period of time, although that was at the Etihad, away at Manchester City, which did seem to then give them that confidence boost because from then on, as you rightly say, the floodgates have opened. Two fantastic performances, a 4-1 victory over Brighton's ex-manager, Graham Potter's Chelsea. Um, and then going to Molyneux and winning 3-2 at Wolves. No mean feat that for a side that doesn't tend to concede or score any goals. So for a five-goal thriller, um, mm. maybe even the Molyneux faithful were happy to see that, even though they ended up losing. So, um, as you say, the, starting to see that that style of play from De Zerbi now, something he's renowned for, attacking play. He Interesting to see that he quoted saying that that was the best he, they'd played under him at Wolves. Um, through the creation of chances, uh, through the quality and the build-up that they've done, and saying he's got smart and good players, uh, that it's tough to understand his ways, but it seems they've understood quite quickly. They're up and running, and we should see some good amount of goals in this one, hence why we're buying a, quite an attractive line, actually, 2.8. Yeah, I'm really surprised to see the line that low. Um, Brighton under Deserby getting used to what he requires we've seen with his teams in the past especially at Sassuolo uh, games under Deserbi tend to have plenty of goals and, and Villa certainly showing that they as well could be a lively one so 2.8 does seem low I I'm on board I'm going to be buying myself thank you uh, on to corners next um, Newcastle versus Chelsea Newcastle favourites for this game just shows that how uh, times do change and just how well Newcastle are playing and maybe how poorly Chelsea are playing as well uh, but you are looking at uh, corners line here 10.3 to buy and you're looking to buy yourself Absolutely right. Yeah, I'm going to be buying corners here at 10.3. Um, and, and Newcastle, you'd probably say, are the informed side in the Premier League at the moment and over a decent stretch of period of time as well. So another fantastic win at the weekend. Has seen them go up to third in the league. And this is a huge game for them. A massive opportunity. Win this against Chelsea and they go nine points clear of Chelsea. Um, 
and you've got to say, will be um, their top four rivals. So um, Chelsea, of course, determined to get back to winning ways. They've now um, suffered back-to-back defeats. Um, that kind of probably more emotional one for Graham Potter at Brighton, um, getting beaten 4-1. And then um, against top four rivals and um, London rivals, Arsenal last week, where a Gabriel goal, a week too late, I might add, um, was the winner (laughs) for Arsenal. So um, back to the corners, though. These are two of our kind of go-to corner teams over the course of the season. Um, And... uh, so we should see both sides attacking. Certainly Newcastle, they'll go for it. The home crowd are going to roar them on. They're obviously loving life at the moment under Eddie Howe, and rightly so. Only Liverpool have taken more than Newcastle's 57 home corners so far, an average of 8.14, so a very high average. While Chelsea sit fourth as far as corners taken away from home concern, an average of 5.29. In respective home and away fixtures, both have seen exactly the same amount. So the games at St. James's Park for Newcastle this season have seen 76 corners, exactly the same amount as Chelsea have seen in their away games in the Premier League. And um, therefore, that's an average of exactly 10.86 flag kicks per game. Um, Mm. We're going to be buying 10.3. Great stuff, buying at 10.3 Newcastle versus Chelsea, the second selection on this week's Spread X6. Uh, Bookings now, these are booking points rather than individual bookings, so 10 points per yellow card shown in the game. 25 points for a red card uh, and is the cu- a cumulative number in the game of those points. Fulham hosting Manchester United. Another great game uh, this weekend. Fulham will surely be fancying their chances against United here. Um, but you are looking at the bookings line. Um, 46 to buy. I don't know who the referee is. I'm looking forward to hearing you tell me. <laughs> well, I'm now going to give it away straight up. Can the real Paul Tierney please yes. stand up? Come on, Paul. Or at least turn up. He needs to turn up. This is the final game in the Premier League ahead of the World Cup break. So we want to see a good one and we want to see plenty of action. It's uh, live, obviously, on Sunday. So the usual magic dust sprinkled over the top of it. And we want to see Paul back to his his, his best. He's been very quiet over the last three game weeks. He's um, only shown seven yellow cards. He used to do that in one game, not over three. These last two have only seen two yellow cards in both of them. That is unacceptable. And as a result of that, he is no longer the number one referee in the Premier League for cards per game average. So Oof. more of that later. Um, and I wasn't really going to look to play him uh, this week, to be honest with you. But there was one game that stood out like a sore thumb as far as one that had to be played for booking points. And it was this one at Craven Cottage, Fulham versus Man United. And it just so happened that they put Paul Tierney in charge. And of course, he has got a decent enough track record to say that it's no reason not to play it. Check out whoscored.com, use the disciplinary tab, and you will see that the two sides at the top of that list are both Fulham and Manchester United. Yes. Indeed so. Um, perfect storm. It is the perfect storm. 35 and 36 yellow cards, respectively. Fulham have also picked up a red card in the mix there as well. They average 22 booking points per home game for themselves, um, and they've seen at least two players booked in six of their seven home games so, so far this season. Man United have an even worse or better, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> record away from home. Exactly 30 points per game average, seeing at least three of their players cautioned in six of seven away games um, this season so far. The last four meetings between the two have seen a, a decent amount of cards. We've seen 40 on one occasion. We've seen 50 twice. And one of those was with Paul Tierney in charge. And we've also seen 55 booking points, of course, using the spread X um, t- point system of 10 for yellow and 25 for red. Um, this is Paul Tierney's first game in charge of Fulham so far this year. But he has taken three Manchester United games prior to this one. He showed in those games five, six, 
and a mouthwater in nine yellow cards in total. 50, 60, and 90 booking points across those games. Hence why this is a must-buy at 46. Must-buy. You're going to hear that a lot ahead of Black Friday in the coming weeks, but this is in the spread at six. Must-buy. Bookings, Fulham versus Manchester United at 46. Player goal minutes now. And I've got a question for you. Okay. Last time Solly Marsh scored a Premier League goal, how many people were there watching? None. Correct. It was in lockdown. Yeah, we go. <laughs> it was on, uh, when was it? November 2020. Uh, a, a very good strike as well uh, into the top right-hand corner against Aston Villa in a 2-1 two, two, win. So yes. what's happening here? What is the, why are you buying at seven? Tell, tell me why a guy who hasn't scored from it for two years is going to score this weekend. Thanks for asking. I'm glad you did. And I'll tell you for why. <laughs> I had to end this section prior to the World Cup break with a player, in my opinion, who is defying logic. It's the only way I can put it. Um, yes, we played Solly March four shows ago, for those that can remember, regular viewers, um, and where he somehow failed to score against Brentford. Another one of my video collections that I showed you going, how has this not gone in? And, uh, you know, absolute <laughs> chances that he had. Yeah. And for a player that officially plays wing back, the advanced positions that he takes, if you check out his heat maps and see where he's playing, how central he goes as well, and the times he the ball falls to him in the box or he's in the box ready for a chance and doesn't get picked out, uh, is quite insane. Um Obviously, I played this game for goals, so I am expecting there to be a few goals here. Um, and and why not get Solly March on the score sheet? Uh, 27 shots so far this season from his 13 appearances. It works out that he's having a shot every 41 minutes. So, obviously, at least one every half of football that he's playing. 11 of those as well have, have been on target. Uh, and by on target, for those that are un quite unsure how that works, that basically means the keeper's had to make a save. So even if it looks like it's going on target and a defender will block it en route, that won't count as on target. So it is effectively forcing the keeper into action. Um, mm. And he says he's done that 11 times. That's a 40% record of all the shots he's taken that have actually made the keeper make a save, which is quite some achievement. Um, I've gone done a little bit of extra digging as well. Uh, as I said, I've gone oh, on to whoscored.com and found out the players also they have had 11 shots on target so far this season, as I like to do, to justify this bet. And um, quite a nice collection. Three are picked out. Kevin De Bruyne is the first one. Uh, not a bad midfielder. Uh, three goals from his 11 shots on target. Next up is Marcus Rashford, who scored four goals from his 11 shots on target. And finally, possibly Qatar-bound Callum Wilson, <laughs> who has six goals from his 11 shots on target. If he's not target. feeling too poorly. If he's not, yeah, hopefully he'll be okay. Yeah, hopefully he'll be okay. And hopefully Solly Marsh will be feeling okay as the only player who has yet to score this season uh, with the highest amount of shots and shots on target. So we are going to be buying Solly Marsh. Time to end that run, Solomon. And we are buying his player goal minutes at seven. Absolutely love it. Uh, multi-markets next and you're selling uh, an early sell in the multi-markets. This is a team multi-market. And match events are multiplied by each other. Here we're timesing three different events by each other, but just for one team. Goals, corners and bookings for Brentford who go to Manchester City ahead of the World Cup. Uh, good time to play City, maybe this one? You don't think so. Selling at 25. Is there ever a good time to play Manchester City? This we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we were successful in selling last week. The first time we sold the multi-market. So why change mm. a winning formula, they say? Um, and why Brentford, you then asked? Uh, well, because they're away at Man City. And that's it. We are selling. No, there's a bit more detail to that. Um, breaking down the details, Brentford has scored eight goals in their seven away games so far this season. So not a bad record. That pitched them 12th as far as um, the total amount of goals scored away from home in the Premier League so far. 
Um, Manchester City have conceded seven in their seven, so not as watertight as you probably would expect or expect them to be. Um, although three of them obviously did come in that 6-3 Manchester derby. Um, as far as corners are concerned, Brentford pretty good. They rank fourth in um, corners one away from home. Um, they're averaging 5.29 corners per away game. However, the sting in the tail there is that Manchester City visitors don't tend to visit the corner quadrant uh, the had very often at all. Just <laughs> eight corners from visitors in the wow. last seven, in those seven away games so far this season. Only Brighton have managed to take more than one corner when visiting Manchester City in the Premier League this season. Fulham, the last visitors, didn't even get one corner, although they nearly got a point, obviously, out of the game. So it shows you how backs to the wall that was. Um, yellow cards. Brentford are actually quite well behaved. Only nine yellow cards on the road this season. Only four clubs have fewer cautions than them. But the clincher, again, digging into a little bit of detail. I did check out last season's matches between these two clubs. And um, I don't know if you can remember this. I'm going to ask you a question now as you threw the Solly Marsh curveball at me. Can you remember the result between these two sides, both home and away last season? Brentford didn't score, did they? Correct. They didn't score. They didn't. They uh, they lost 2-0. Yeah. And uh, a, a narrow 1-0 defeat at Brentford. Ooh. So um, not bad performances, but ultimately no goals, I'm afraid, or mm. I'm pleased to say. Um, as far as corners, I'm not going to ask you to remember how many corners there were, but there were three in both games. They managed to win three um, at both venues. So uh, not a bad, actually, given the records that we've just now been talking about. Um, and as far as cards are concerned, you won't be surprised to know, given their high amounts of possession, that Manchester City didn't pick up a card either home nor away against Brentford last season. But you might be surprised to find out that Brentford didn't pick up a card in either fixture as well. Wow. So using the point system that we've got here, um, I'm going to take a little bit of an aggressive play. We're selling goals by corners by booking points uh, at 25 in games last season, both games, Brentford just totaled three points. And that's the reason why. Great stuff. Uh, Going to just mention, of course, it is still a volatile market. So do stake accordingly. Um, you know, if for whatever reason it does, um, the game explodes, be wary because that one can spiral. Um, but, you know, Jack's obviously to put the work in there. I just don't want people to start selling for a fiver and suddenly thinking, oh my goodness, what have I done? Um, so <laughs> yes. do stake accordingly because uh, that one can ramp up because the bookings are, of course, booking points and so multiples of 10. Um, Matt, match performance next up and this is normally you know you're shunning the holy grail the holy grail's gone you're going after a buy here looking at spurs against leeds buying at 98 i'm assuming you think this is going to be a goal fest indeed so now you know the real reason we're recording this remotely george nothing to do with them pesky <laughs> train strikes this is because i could not look you in the eye in person <laughs> and say that i'm buying match performance but i am and this mm. game looks like it could have everything and it could be anything um, Spurs need to get back on track. Uh, now, three defeats of the last four have seen them falter a little bit in the league, to say the least. They've also lost their last two at home, including uh, last weekend. Um, but that has come after a run of 10 successive home wins in the league. So we know they've got the form in the locker. They just need to get that out. Obviously, a few injuries have caused them issues. Um, as far as Leeds are concerned, I'm sure Jesse Marsh had turned his phone off after four straight defeats um, and no win in eight in the league. Um, prior to a trip to Liverpool, um, must have been on the brink of the exit, must have been on the brink of the sack. Um, and I, I think the, they probably thought, well, let's give him a free hit 
at Liverpool when he took it, didn't he? Mm. A, a incredible win. Um, a late goal there, uh, and they managed to win that 2-1. Followed that up with a typically Leeds performance. An insane 4-3 home win over Bournemouth. From 1-0 up to 3-1 down to ending up winning 4-3. Goals galore. Excitement and craziness abound. Um, and we should probably expect much the same here. Um, Spurs home games average 3.57. Leeds away games average 3.33. So goals across both those um, both those venues. So, um, yeah, nice one as far as the goals line here is concerned. And as mentioned regularly, Spurs do feature as one of the best teams for corners in the Premier League and will be helped by the returning Kuliseski, who came on obviously and provided the assist for Kane at the weekend. Um, but he does offer that width, the ability to cross and shoot from range. And, of course, they've still got quite a decent selection of wing-backs, which do give, you know, give them the, the reason why they are winning so many corners. They average 7.43 in home games um, from their match total, which is just a shade under 11 per game. It's an equal spit for Leeds, as you'd probably expect for a side that go toe-to-toe and, and play aggressively wherever they are, be at home or away. 30 corners won away from home, 30 corners conceded away from home from six road trips. So that is an average of exactly 10. Um, this game had 12 in it last season. So something similar to that we should expect and would be very nice as far as this market is concerned. And as far as the referee is concerned, it's Michael Salisbury. Ooh, yeah. he's an EFL ref. He is an EFL ref, but he's also... He gives out a lot ref. of cards. Well, six Premier League games so far this season. Um, he's given out 27 yellow cards. That's an yeah. average of 4.5 cards per game. And guess what? He is the new number one referee cards per game wow. average. Yes, in the Premier League. Good on, Michael. So hopefully I want to retain that spot in this one. He has taken a Leeds game so far this season, just the one. Um, when they visited Brighton in August, and he showed them three of the five cards in total that day. Um, first time ever in charge of Spurs. So hopefully he's an Arsenal fan or just has a, <laughs> does a dislike for, for Spurs. Um, in two meetings last season, we saw 11 yellow cards across those games. So a little bit of history there with both the um, refer um, both referees, both the uh, referees on my mind, both the managers on show here. We should see a feisty affair. Um, and even the mild-mannered Andre Mariner. So the mild-mannered Mariner produced five yellow cards when these two met here last season. So more of the same, and hence the reason we're buying Spurs v Leeds. Match performance at 98. Buy at 98. So match performance, Tottenham v Leeds. Um, that is where you get points, as I say, for, for goals, corners, cards, penalties, and all the rest. So you just want an action-packed game, and that is the reason why Jack is buying. Uh, and that brings this week's, the final week before the World Cup, brings this week's episode to a close so make sure you check out spreadx for all of these markets and plenty more across all sport over the course of the weekend and do click on the link below this video to sign up for a new account and get a completely free 10 pound total goal spread bet and do go and check out the who scored site where you can find all the stats that jack has come armed with today and plenty more on there too and do subscribe to the who scored youtube channel as well where you can find loads of content on there loads of world cup stuff coming up as well so do go and subscribe to that uh, channel as well uh, thank you very much jack as ever for sharing your thoughts and your tips with us hopefully some winners in there and always do remember if you are going to sign up for a spreadx account or you're going to deposit that losses can exceed your, your initial deposit uh, enjoy the football this weekend and please do ensure you're gambling responsibly enjoy uh, the premier league and do make sure you enjoy the world cup as well come on england 